This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. Gold is traditionally seen as a safe haven asset. It's also a hedge against inflation. But with the gold price languishing below $1,200 an ounce and having had every chance to prove itself as a safe haven asset, what is going on? On the telephone now is Russell Silberston, Head of Multi-Asset Absolute Return at Investec Asset Management in London. Lots of things to talk about, but is there a general view as to why gold just simply hasn't taken off, Russell? Yeah, hello there, Lindsay. I think absolutely. But before that, I wanted to give you a, um, a disclaimer, as we like to do in our industry. And this is a really nice quote from Professor Ben Bernanke, who we know is ex-chair of the Fed. And when he was testifying in 2013 to the Senate, he said, nobody really understands gold prices, and I don't pretend to understand them either. So with that <laughs> disclaimer, I'll, I'll do my best. There's no doubt gold is under pressure, but I wanted to sort of illustrate this as I think of gold as a currency. So, you know, gold is down against the dollar. Spot price is around about 8% or so lower this year when looked at in dollars. But what if you're a Turkish investor, actually? In Turkey, it's up 48%. In Brazil, it's up 10%. In Rand, it's up 6%. Since Brexit, in sterling terms, it's up 12%. So it's very much, it can be viewed as a currency. And I think underlining that sort of weakness this year is a story about a strong dollar. And okay. really, I, I, to my mind, that's what's going on. Okay, so I've been very one-dimensional when I talked about the gold price languishing below 1200 because I'm talking about 1200 US dollars per ounce. But in fact, what you do is you multiply the exchange rate of the country in which you reside or in which you're investing, and that is the price of gold. And that price of gold, therefore, turns it from a commodity into a currency. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, the traditional sort of definition of a currency is it's a medium of exchange, a unit of account, and a store of value. So, you know, as a medium of exchange, certainly historically, you could pay things for gold, but of course, the, the last currency linked to gold was the dollar, and that, that ended in 1971, but it had sort of, you know, three to 4,000 year history before that. Um, I don't think anyone actually accounts for um, gold, uh, or that no, no accounts are published in gold terms, but as a store of value, yes, absolutely. When you look at the only real inflationary period we've had, post-Second World War, and that's the 1970s, gold performed very, very well. So, you know, yes, it's under pressure, um, but actually, I, I, don't think, I don't think that sort of underlying quality of gold has disappeared. I think, really, it's, it's the dollar that's very strong. And then there's one other angle I wanted to talk about as well, and, and that's, that's real yields, i.e. yields after adjusting for inflation. And real yields in the US have been rising you know, reasonably aggressively. Back in 2013, they were, they were negative, nearly negative 1%. And now nearly positive one percent doesn't sound like much, but actually that means there's an opportunity cost to holding gold as well. Yes, indeed, and of course, with the interest rate factor, is also plays out in another area of the gold market, and that is hedging by the producers or hedging by central banks. Because what happens is, as interest rates rise, then the contango, in other words, the forward price of gold, goes out a little bit and encourages selling, future selling, to hedge production. So although it's not a massive factor, it's also a factor that maybe takes a little bit of the edge off the price. 
I think that's exactly right. And clearly, you know, as yields are rising, it's all sort of basically, it's, in my view, it's all coming back to what the Federal Reserve is doing. They're putting up interest rates. That's boosting the value of the dollar and several other assets that have traditionally been linked to that are falling. On the demand side for gold, you know, typically half the demand comes from jewellery and that's that's reasonably static. A quarter comes from the demand for physical bars and coins. A small percentage currently in, in ETF, so exchange traded funds and central bank demand and that sort of demand is low it's the lowest we've had the lowest demand start of the year since 2009 and again i think you know why does a central bank um, buy dollars it, it holds them as part of their foreign exchange reserves how do those reserves build up well typically when the dollar's weak and there are big inflows into emerging market economies those reserves build up at the moment of course those reserves are going nowhere because the dollar's strong and, and the emerging market currencies are weak so there's no sort of natural demand at the moment either and i think that's undermining prices as well yes indeed who's to say that it won't bounce back at some stage but it has seen so many geopolitical events over the last year and a half and had little blips up to the upside but ultimately settles lower let's talk about other safe haven assets and i know you would invest like asset management, particularly in London, are very keen on the Japanese yen as a safe haven or Japanese yen assets. Is that still the case? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and again, you know, it's a currency that we believe is very cheap. Um, we market as 10% cheap. And we believe the Japanese economic fundamentals are reasonably solid. And we think the Bank of Japan are beginning to exit years and years of super easy monetary policy. So actually, you know, the yen this year has actually done quite well against the dollar. And so again, in yen terms, um, the gold price is even lower. So we do like the yen. Okay, so just to summarise then, uh, gold has lost its luster. It had every opportunity to go higher. And indeed, a lot of researchers that I spoke to with their semi or annual reports on the gold price have been bullish, talking about $1,500 an ounce. It's not, not doing it, but there are safe haven assets out there. And there are currencies that you could be hedging against by using gold. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, the, the sort of the opportunity cost of gold has gone up, as we've discussed. A U.S. Treasury bill as, as perhaps the most liquid ultimate safe payment asset. It's looking more attractive. You can earn sort of over two percent um, through a three-month instrument. Demand for gold has diminished. Um, I say, yeah, absolutely, there are other assets out there that look good. But I would say the really, really long-term history is actually, you know, when it really needs to perform, gold does perform. And I don't think the investment case has gone away. Um, I just think at the moment, and particularly this year, we're seeing this sort of odd sort of evolution in events where the dollar is, is very strong and that's just undermining gold. But I don't think in the medium term the story's gone away at all. Russell, thank you very much for your time. That's Russell Silverston, Head of Multi-Asset Absolute Return at Investec Asset Management in London. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.